This episode is brought to you by Maponics, specializing in predefined geofences for local and mobile targeting. Visit www.maponics.com location for a free three-month trial today. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. It is episode number 63. We're recording this live at an ungodly hour on Saturday, February 4th, 2012. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv. It's a great resource where you can find a whole bunch of entrepreneurs telling you guys how they built their companies, why they built their companies. Uh, great interviews up there. Go and check it out at Untether.tv. You can find me at Rob Woodbridge on Twitter. And with me as always from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Take it away! Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association where we uh, are out there educating and uh, doing a lot of research and uh, just bringing the community together around location-based marketing. And um, you can find uh, us at, at the LBMA on Twitter or thelbma.com uh, and you can find me at, uh, well, at the LBMA or at Asif R. Khan on uh, Twitter as well. Yes, and uh, we are we are doing this very early in the morning uh, because uh, it's Super Bowl weekend, and we don't want to interrupt our festivities. Uh, I'm going to be drunk most of the weekend. I'm going to be honest with you, right? To see if you too. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. <laughs> right. Drunk on caffeine. Well, yeah. I had to start. Uh, I think we play uh, the Smurfs game starting at 8 a.m. So I got to get this done so that uh, my weekend is set. I don't want to remember the game, and uh, as long as Springsteen isn't doing the uh, halftime show, it, it really doesn't matter to me. Doesn't Madonna, Madonna doesn't do it for you, right? Madonna doesn't do it for me. No, 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 not at all. However, the other side of this is that we are both. It seems that we're both suffering from the man cold. This is the dreaded man cold. It's the worst strain of the man of the cold you can possibly imagine. So, right. bear with us as we go through this. Um, we're going to get this episode done as quickly as humanly possible, because, as I said, I got to go start drinking. Let's start with. Um, uh, before we get into the news, a huge news, uh, news from TELUS, news from uh, Walkbase, we got Moment Feed news, Nissan getting into this space, I uh, actually sat, got to sit down uh, with uh, Holger Ludorf from Foursquare, we're going to talk, uh, that's our, our, our interview segment piece, some funding, Facebook's IPO, Yowza, we got a great resource uh, from the LBMA about uh, social media, um, but first, before we get to that, Let's talk about the event that we're actually doing. I'm, I'm participating in an LBMA event. I'm so excited. Yeah, so uh, on February the 15th, so that's a Wednesday, uh, quickly approaching, we're running an event <laughs> that looks at uh, location-based marketing and, and its application to sports. And uh, it's part of the official Social Media Week uh, agenda, which is a global initiative. And uh, we're very pleased, the LBMA, uh, to participate in this. And so... What we're doing is, is we're running uh, a joint panel session on the morning of, uh, well, morning in Toronto, uh, afternoon in London. So uh, half the panel in Toronto, half the panel in London. Um, and uh, on the Toronto side, we're talking Pan Am games. On the London side, we're talking Olympics. And we're basically going to be engaging with a bunch of brands and, uh, you know, hearing from them about what their plans are for using location-based mobile marketing techniques to uh, connect with fans and people are in town for their respective events and and then um, 
you know, we'll talk a little bit uh, on the London side uh, as well uh, with some of the service providers in the space and figure out what, you know, how they're planning on, uh, you know, augmenting their platforms. So it should be a great event. Uh, already over 150 people signed up in Toronto and almost uh, 100 in, in London as well. So uh, February 15th, it's on our site. Sign up. Hope to see you there. Yeah, please. Please do. It'd be great. I, I'm actually going to be in Toronto for this and see if it's going to be, see if it's going to be in the, um, in London. Uh, for this wandering around with a uh, with a camera and, and an internet and looking for an internet connection to plug in um, yeah. but it's uh join us if you can go to the lbma.com click the events tab at the top and uh, register there uh, for uh, either place it'd be great to uh, actually meet some of you guys out there at this event please so before we uh, before we die here right should we get into the uh, should we Let's get into the meat of this yeah. I, don't, I don't think we have any other announcements the good thing about doing this in the morning is that hey listen we're just going to cruise through this as quickly as we can. So the first story... A new speed record for the show. Here it is. Go. It's going to be like eight and a half minutes because uh, we're going to have to crawl back into bed. I mean, I'm going to have to start drinking. I might start drinking here if we cross over that eight o'clock threshold because that's usually what time I'm I start. I'm just happy. I got my coffee, Rob, this morning. I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. You're okay. <laughs> okay. I won't, yes. tell you what's, I won't tell you what's in this cup, Dan. Right. Okay. Um... First story, uh, let's jump into this. First story, uh, this is, um, you know, there are daily deals, daily deal sites everywhere, obviously, and uh, Canada has, I think Wagjag is Canada's premier daily deal, like homegrown daily deal service. I know that uh, Living Social and Groupon are, are much, I think, much probably much larger in Canada. Um, no, not at all, actually. In fact, Wagjag is the number one uh, in terms of uh, subscriber base uh, in the Canadian market. So well, that's, Okay, so it makes sense that TELUS, TELUS uh, kind of understands what business they're on, and, and they, they dump their own uh, daily deal uh, initiative and are going with Wagjag exclusively. That's right. So, so tell us how to program. So, so, for those who aren't familiar with the Canadian market, there are three, basically three major carriers in, in Canada. Telus is one of those, uh, with about seven point two million uh, subscribers on their network. Uh, they um, had a sort of a loyalty program called Perks. So, you know, the more you did with Telus, you know, you got these little rewards kind of thing. And so they've dropped the perks program, and they've decided to uh, say, "Look, you know, we'll still provide rewards, but we're going to do it in partnership with Wagjag." And Wagjag is a company we've talked about a little bit over the past year. Uh, it's owned by uh, Torstar Corporation, um, and so, uh, and as I said uh, at the outset, it's the largest uh, daily deal provider in Canadian market. So. I think this is a good deal for both sides. Um, you know, Telus has basically recognized. Look, you know, we're not in the business of acquiring content and media companies and all of that, like some of their uh, the other two carriers are, Bell and uh, Rogers. Um, you know, we're in the business of providing you know um, telephone service, uh, cellular service, and and that's the business that we're in. Um, and um, you know, we what we do want to reward our customers for that. And so what they're doing is they're saying. We're going to give you a ten dollar credit uh, off of what what you spend effectively, um, you know, with us, and that ten dollar credit can be applied against uh, whatever you want to buy, you know, on the daily deal service through Wagjay. Uh, so it's a pretty simple, um, you know, easy to understand initiative. You know, seven point two million customers now have access to this. You know, from a Wagjay perspective, I don't know Huge. how many of them, how much overlap there is, but you got to think that there's some net new customers for Wagjay too. Yeah, it's it's like one fifth of the of the size of the nation, right? So it's mm -hmm. getting direct access to uh, to that many people all at once is a great deal for for Wagjag, and it kind of puts the 
you know, there are other national um, providers of daily deals. Uh, so Wagjag is one, Swarm Jam is another, which is, uh, you, you know, Torstar's competitor in post media. Um, but that really kind of s shuts them out and, and makes their job a little bit harder. Yeah, and uh, I spoke with Adam Burns, who's one of the guys over at Telus um, on, well, yesterday, I guess Friday. And uh, <clears throat> he said that, you know, this is just sort of, first foray for them uh, in this partnership. Uh, eventually what you'll see is the deals that are being uh, bought through uh, through the WAGEC system, uh, the re, you know, the sort of uh, redemption or, or payments aspect of that will be will be integrated into the carrier billing cycle as well. So, you know, so there is, you know, there is more to come, but for now this is, this is a good start, I think. Yeah, well, it's good. To, so WAGEC making it known. Now there's two other carriers in Bell, as you said, Bell and Rogers, and uh, Rogers is doing their own. Uh, is Bell doing their own? Uh, they're working on, on on an initiative. Uh, they haven't announced much yet, but you imagine know. Bell used to be like the preeminent, uh, yeah. preeminent uh, carrier, and and, and they just it's like a precipitous fall that they've had. It's like Bell wakes up like, whoa, what's going on? What's all this digital yeah. stuff? I suspect that Bell's going to the play that Bell's going to uh, come out with is going to be more around uh, other media, television, Shazam type stuff. It's good. Good call. Well, that, the other two companies have become media companies. What's that? That's my guess, though. I don't well, know. The other two companies have become media companies, um, as uh, you know, as well. They've been buying up assets, and and Bellbot, uh, CTV, and uh, Rogers is uh, Rogers has its yeah. own. I mean, Rogers is a cable company, as well as a, a, a carrier, and they bought the 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 Blue Jays. They bought uh, the Leafs. They bought the Raptors. So it's like uh, yeah, big companies. Yeah. And then there's Telus going with Wangjag. All right, second story. Uh, this, you know, one of the one of the most competitive landscapes right now is is uh, is geofencing and uh, indoor indoor uh, locations and coordinates and and uh, and this is a really competitive space because Google is in there, uh, uh, Microsoft is in there, everybody's in there, and this little company called Walkbase launching a. Uh, this is based on Foursquare, isn't it, or is it Foursquare API? Yeah, it, it uses the Foursquare API. Um, so Walkbase is a is a little company uh, out of Finland, um, and it was actually created out of a, a university project uh, a few years back. Um, uh, so, you know, so they got a little bit of seed funding, about half a million bucks, um, you know, as part of their university funding uh, program, and created this this great little product that is really about automated check-ins. Um, and so the idea of this is is that. Not geofencing in the sense of how we how we usually talk about geofencing, but the idea of you know there's there's um, people going to 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 this these locations all the time. They're checking in on Foursquare, you know, if we're storing that data and sucking it out through the API, we can you know sort of learn about those places and learn about you know the history of uh, of check-ins and, and you know scanning and and devices in those rooms from a Wi-Fi perspective, and sort of map all those signals and so that if if a user opt, opts in to say yeah I want to I want to be checked into to this place and so the product itself is just called checked by the way uh, if I didn't say that it's an Android app um, so it's an automatic foursquare check-in um, and uh, you know you just you just leave this open effectively and it knows sort of the environment over you know a historic a history of other people's check-ins it's kind of an interesting concept actually yeah and it's um Kind of a, it, from what I read, it, it 
kind of learns the room you're in. So if you right. go back to that many times, it's kind of crowdsourced and it understands, it defines the, the area of the room and it doesn't really care about location as much as it cares about that, that single room and that that's context right. of that room. And I think that's, it's, um, it's pretty neat. But, uh, you know, as I said, these guys, uh, this, this is not uh, for the faint of heart. They, they raised a little bit of money, but uh, they're, they're up against guys like Nokia and Motorola yep. and Google and Microsoft and, and I mean, Google even launched their own version of uh, something like this, uh, their in indoor positioning uh, application for Android. Yep. And and you really can't get onto the iPhone at this point because they haven't opened up those APIs yet. So it's a it's a like that's an uphill battle. And and well, you know, Apple and, will and control you, it. You have all the, sort of the commercial providers. You get, you have the Shopkicks and the Point Insides and the B yeah. Media and all these other indoor guys as well, right? So yeah, this is gonna be tough. But um, so this is a walk base. Their app is called Checked. So. Yeah, WalkBase checked um, hundreds of thousands of uh, of data points already in their database. Um, they, uh, yeah, these these guys, you know, it's a it's a I like I like the innovation. It's an interesting, different way to do it. Our third story uh, is for those who are in the digital out of home space. This is a company called uh, Signage Live. They're integrating uh, um, Intel's AIM. It's a service, right? Right into uh, what they're doing. Talk about this because. Uh, this this is in you know on one side it's profiling but on the other side it's what you need for marketing but it's kind of scary, is it? Yeah, I mean it, sure it's a little bit scary I think but but I think uh, all all of the stuff we talk about on, on on this show is is in some respects you know a little bit forward thinking and 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 scary to some consumers. So the Intel Aim uh, platform or suite is really about. Uh, you know analytics around you know understanding uh, interactions with digital screens, and so this company, Remote Media Limited, has a product called Signage Live. So they've they've sort of mashed those two things up, and so it's a digital signage network, which is what they do, combined with you know sort of audience behavior and viewer analytics uh, and demographic data, uh, which is coming from the Intel platform. So the idea here is is when you when you think about digital screens or or even traditional billboard is they're difficult to measure um, sort of one-to-one -one consumer engagement or understanding who's actually looking at um, at these screens. And so using camera technology and, and other things, which is what the Intel AIM platform does, you know, we, we can, you know, when somebody walks up to a digital screen, uh, if there's a camera there that's, you know, tied into the system that's, that's part of that screen, we can sort of build a demographic profile of who's there. So we can know, you know, from taking shots of someone's face, for example, you know, it's a male versus female, roughly this this age demographic. Uh, maybe we can look at how you're dressed, and we can say, okay, you know, approximate some sort of uh, income demographic, and all kinds of things like that. So it's this ability to do that, and and actually know, you know, sort of through eyeball tracking and other things. You know, there's a lot of you know sort of new analytics out there in terms of understanding where people are looking on screens and things like that. So that's really what this is about. I love that. What are they going to say about? Uh... A guy like me, who, yeah, you know, I don't want to know. I, I don't want them to guess my age, which is one of the biggest challenges. I think I like being a little bit anonymous. Uh, my kids still think I'm 29, right? right. I'm not going to tell them any different. It's so public. How much of this information do you want out there like this, right? Where it's, you know, where I'm standing in front of a kiosk and the people behind right. me know pretty much everything about me. So, you know, I still think we talked about this. Well, last they don't. Week. They don't broadcast the data, right? They're just using the data to serve you ads and content that 
they think you know fits with your profile yeah but I, like i can walk up to it it's like hey a sale on depends right like you know what i mean it, it, it's it, i still think that the, the best out of home digital out of home advertising mechanism tool is the thing that you carry with you your smartphone like sure. stop spending all this money on these massive screens and this this technology uh broadcast it out to my device and i think that that's you know it, it's interesting because um w w it's, it was shopkick that just announced that they were that they dominated they, they contributed 110 million dollars to their to their merchants you know the the uh the retailers who have shopkick in them right. um they just came out and said look we contributed 110 million dollars in additional revenue served to these companies and it was it's through shopkick's technology through a mobile device and i think that you know when you start to outlay all this stuff people are trying to figure out what's going on with uh, in-store uh, advertising, in-store purchases, driving people from from in a mall to a store, um, but I still think, look, if you're spending all this money, it's prohibitive. You know, how many times have we seen these huge screens or kiosks broken or out of order? And uh, yeah, we're, we're just talking like I, I, I'm a big fan of digital out of home, but that kind of interactive stuff. I think that there's an element that has to be brought down to the device. That's all. Well, so j just one quick comment on that. So I. I agree with you somewhat and I disagree with you on on uh, that's why we do this. sort of the, the the need for interactivity for me though where, where I see one of the big uh, opportunities for digital screen media is you know think think of them all think of think of those you know where you know you'd walk up to the sort of the information directory thing in, in a shopping mall and you'd look at all that stuff now for in an ideal world for me that that should be a digital screen um, right right and, and what it should be is, is if I've got an app on my phone, you know, whether it, it's something like, uh, you know, a Shopkick type of app or Walkbase or, or what have you, um, you know, the screen media we have on our device is small. And if I'm trying to navigate a whole mall or trying to figure out where I'm going from a mapping perspective, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a bit small to look at, right? So yep. if I can walk up to, to that big digital screen in the middle of the mall, and I can have it detect that my phone is there, and then I can actually take control of that screen and sort of use it as a uh, replication of what I'm seeing on my small device on a big screen, temporarily sort of take over, and then navigate and do what I have to do, and then it disappears and goes back to being an ad. That's a good a good use case for me. It could be, yeah. I think that, but those kind of, it's not the focal point, you know what I mean? It's an enabler, but it's not sure. the thing you walk up to. And I've seen some big out-of-home uh, displays where it's like, hey, I can print a card and I can take a photo. Yeah. Remember yeah, we I talked about that? Like that stuff, are, stop yeah. doing that garbage. I agree. I agree with that. Man, nobody okay. wants to do that. I'm telling you. I, I know I've just broken a lot of hearts. You know, a lot of money's been spent, but nobody wants to stand up and get their photo taken. At a, I mean, anyway, just use Postagram. <clears throat> All right. Yes. Signal sig, uh, that's signage live integrates with Intel's aim. It's 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 interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe the analytics are cool though. The analytics yes. are, are are great. <laughs> I just I'm very interested to know how they they piece together my age. I, I'm gonna try it just just for that. And I'll let you know if they're right. All right. All right. So four story. Um, Rob Reed's company Moment Feed partnering a little closer. It seems with Foursquare. I don't know if there's there's terms with this uh, this deal. Um, but uh, this is uh, this is an interesting one for a moment feed. This, I think this is a big deal for a moment feed. You know, and I actually had a, a chance to chat with Rob, uh, who's one of the LBMA's members. Moment feed uh, is uh, this week, and uh, just to get a bit of insight on, on what this is, and really, really, what this comes down to is this is about the uh, if you're a brand or you're a retail chain or or what have you, 
and um, you want your locations uh, on the Foursquare system. It's sometimes a difficult process to go through that sort of you know venue management uh, program that Foursquare has in terms of getting all your locations listed and properly uh, anointed in, in, in the Foursquare platform. And so in, in the sort of normal, uh, if you were just go through the Foursquare channels on its own to do this, it takes about six weeks mm -hmm. to, uh, to get fully sort of loaded up for your brand and all your locations, claim your venues, etc. So, and there's a backlog because Foursquare is, you know, is busy, um, you know, because there's there's so many uh, businesses that want to get on there. So what what's happened is is Moment Feed's got a great platform around sort of location based uh, analytics, you know, from an aggregation of you know if, if you have multiple locations. And so they basically streamlined this process and said, look, you know, we're working directly with Foursquare. We can manage that. <clears throat> Uh, sort of uh, place listing uh, process for you uh, and get it all up there. And, and this is really good for brands. I mean, this is, at the end of the day, venue optimization is what we're talking about here. Um, and, uh, and so Rob, Rob told me that, uh, you know, they, they're, you know, sort of managing all the sort of deduping process and making sure there's not multiple listings. Uh, they're seeing engagement increase by 40 to 70 percent uh, on, on that alone, um, just in terms of you know streamlining effectiveness of, of getting places listed. So, so I think this is a good deal for for Moment Feed. Yeah, and certainly uh, this is where uh, where Foursquare wants to play much more. Is is um, you know uh, when I talked to Holger, uh, he said decidedly like th their focus has been pretty much on the mobile uh, implementation of Foursquare up until this past year, yeah. and now they're really focusing on the website. So they got radar on the mobile place, and they got a discover or find um, yeah. pieces on um, on the website. And one of the big things is obviously with with uh, venues, locations, and venues, and adding and enhancing these listings. And I think that that's that's great. So any way that they can get this content in faster, you know. Foursquare has been the bottleneck. So partnering with Rob's company, Moment Feed, I think is a great idea. Yep. Oh, very cool. That's good for that's good for Rob. Yeah, no, I think it's a great deal. I'm I'm uh, I'm happy for them. All right, fifth and last story. Let's uh, before we get into uh, you know everything else. Um, before I lose a lung. <laughs> before I lose a lung. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Before I cough one out on video, Excuse although me. I think that our ratings would go up. We're, we're we're dedicated to our listening audience. Wow. Like, otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this kind of stuff. That's right. But, uh, anyway. Number five, um, the Leaf, which is a an environmentally friendly tin can with an engine. I think is the way I describe it. If you've ever seen a Nissan Leaf yes. kicking around, it, it is a small car. Um, it is not a macho car. It is a small car, and it's very effective, uh, you know, uh, fuel efficient. And uh, but they're bringing um, location-based services to their uh, Leaf customer rentals. This is what Nissan is doing. Uh, is this going to? Um, this isn't revolutionary, but it's just just to show you that uh, that you know they used to put the GPS in the uh, you know you could sell it or buy rent a GPS for the car, and now it's it's about uh, monetizing it through LBS, obviously. Yeah, you know, I think this is interesting. As you say, it's not revolutionary, um, but they're you know they're they're trying and experimenting you know with new stuff. And uh, so this is a they've partnered up with the um, uh, tourism uh, groups for for Japan, and in particular professional baseball, which is amazingly large in Japan. So around spring training this this uh, this season, uh, Camp Loop Okinawa Campaign 2012, it's called. Um, and organized by some local uh, Japanese agency called JTB Okinawa. 
Um, and so effectively what they're doing is, is when you're in Japan and you go and get a rental car uh, and you get a Nissan Leaf as your rental car um, to go and watch spring training baseball, um, what, they're, what they've done is, is they've basically built in a sort of uh, OnStar-like type of system uh, that we would be familiar with over here in North America that connects up to the Nissan data center and partnership with a company called uh, Namco Bandai Games. They basically then push you uh, through, through a tablet that's, that's in, the, in the system, in, in the car, um, route driving information, discounts from a company called Family Mart, uh, you know, games that you can play. You know, so, so this is all about sort of increasing the entertainment experience and, uh, you know, potentially merchandising experience, you know, because you're a tourist t typically is what they're saying here if you're renting these cars. Um, and we can connect you with stuff around you. And we're going to put a tablet in there that you can play with and, and you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, an interesting take on it. I'm not sure that there's huge uh, dollars in this, but, you know, at least they're, uh, they're trying to extend their brand. <clears throat> it's funny, like a Namco uh, Bandai Games is a is a game producer. Like they they build yeah, huge, video like, games. Game producer, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah. a that's that's interesting. I I I had no idea yeah, that they, they were into this. Some of the Nintendo games, do they not? Uh, yeah, they do. I mean, um, well, they do everything from uh, they do console games, iPhone, iPad games, mobile games. They do a bunch of these things. But that's an interesting uh, partner for something like this. All right, those are the five stories. Tell us, jumping into, uh, jumping out of the loyalty uh, uh, game and um, going exclusive with Wagjag, uh, Walkbase launching their application checked, their indoor application checked, uh, and they're always on checked in application checked. Um, Signage Live integrates with Intel's AIM. Moment Feed partners with Foursquare, a little bit deeper there, and Nissan brings uh, the uh, location-based services to their Leaf customer rentals around their spring training baseball season. In Japan, love it. Great, five great stories. Always, always. Well, now it's time for our Maponics minute. We love these guys. Maponics sponsors this week in location-based marketing. We love having them on. We'd love you to support them by going to maponics.com/location for a free 90-day trial of their service. Um, and uh, you know, one of the things that this industry. Uh, well, I think all digital industry, when we go through this kind of digital location revolution that's happening, is that we, we tend to try to bring our, our legacy systems with us, our legacy thinking with us. And, uh, you know, I, it just dawned on me that the zip code is exactly that. You know, zip codes or postal codes as a way to define a demographic area. Whereas what goes on inside of that neighborhood or that demographic area is completely different than just a zip code. Uh, and there's got to be some kind of balance here. The difference between neighborhood knowledge and zip code knowledge is so, so, so vast. And this is where Maponix plays, is that they help you understand that location versus the zip, right? Yeah, for, uh, absolutely, and, and I think there there are vast differences between you know the what you can learn from understanding a neighborhood uh, to you know simply a, an area defined by a zip code. That's weird. Um, <clears throat> we still do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, but but we do because you know there's still I guess real mail and, and we got to get it somehow. What? But um, you know it ain't going away, um, and uh, as long as they keep sending checks, you know I'll, I'll support it. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> Arbitrary checks are fine. Yeah, um, but anyhow, um, yeah. So, so really, really, what we're saying here is, is that 
for those uh, of you out there who are listening to this show and, and you're, um, you know, you're building mobile applications, you're building location-based applications, you know, one of the things that's important when you're designing these services is, you know, uh, pulling data in, into the system that helps you understand where you are or where, where the user is uh, from a location perspective, not just GPS, you know, uh, figuring out that, that location, but, you know, what is this area that they're in all about? Um, and zip codes historically have been, you know, sort of the sort of predefined uh, metric for that. But there's a new new way to do that, and that's and that's what we call geofencing. Um, and and the beauty of understanding a neighborhood uh, and what goes on in that neighborhood, um, and you know who lives there, who plays there, who works there, um, you know, especially in urban areas, is uh, is really important. And and uh, you know the Maponics, uh, you know our sponsor. You know these guys are uh, world leaders in predefining these these geofences. Um, and at the end of the day, you know why go to all the effort of building your own geofences and setting up your polygons and, and mapping out an area and trying to define what's going on in that area when someone's already done it for you. That's their whole business. Uh, you know just go and, and license the data and and use it in in whatever service that you're building. Um, to to engage with people there, and I think the the beauty of it is too is, is you know there's this mashup between rural data and urban data, uh, in the sense of you know rural data you know from a zip code perspective might be okay uh, if there's not a lot of activity going on in 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 in, in that particular you know zip area, but when you look at urban uh, populations and neighborhoods you know that are oft, often you know constantly in flux and changing. You know, zip code doesn't provide you with enough information. So, you know, having a predefined geofence around that becomes really interesting. So, anyways, Maponics is really good at this predefined geofences. Uh, they've done this with you know hundreds of great companies, uh, from you know real estate to social marketing to local search. Um, you know, these guys are the power behind a lot of major services in the industry today. Um, and uh, we encourage you to go check out uh, you know the 90-day free trial, uh, and you can do that at uh, www.maponics.com forward slash location. Yeah, we want you to do that, and we really appreciate the fact that they've uh, they've come on to support uh, this week in location-based marketing. And uh, again, we keep saying, it. you love this, you like this show. We we want to support them, support them, support us through them by just visiting www.maponics.com forward slash location. Thank you guys for uh, for coming on and sponsoring the show. So now it's time for the product of the week, and this is this is a uh, you know it's interesting. I finally got to sit down with uh, somebody with from Foursquare, and uh, I got to sit down with uh, Holger Ludorf, and uh, this is a you know it's it's part of a um, a longer episode that uh, will be live this week on on Tether TV. It has actually been released yet, um, but. I sat down with Holger and uh, we talked about a bunch of things, but uh, I'm really interested in talking about what he's thinking of in the future. So uh, here's here's a short clip of uh, shortish, you know, short compared to my long form interviews and probably this podcast um, uh, around what uh, what Holger and uh, you know and what Foursquare envisions as a little bit of piece of their future right now as they've kind of expanded into uh, more of the website as well as uh, the services that they're bringing on the discovery side. From uh, like radar, from uh, on the mobile side. So here's uh, here's Holger. Where do you see? Where do you hope Foursquare goes? What do you? What's 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 the next twelve months look like for you guys? Right. Well, I think the one thing that we are very much focused on is kind of your physical location and you know how you 
and your friends kind of interact in that physical location and, and kind of where you know the interesting exciting things around you are yeah. um, you know uh, we've always you know we've been asked many many times uh, you know whether we would kind of get into the media check-in space or in the product check-in space I think those are all you know exciting um, areas uh, in themselves but you know we really want to focus on the on the location space because that's where our experience is in that's where our expertise is in and also I personally actually feel that uh, you know, there's not one social graph that will rule them all. There will be, you know, different groups of friends um, that you will have maybe to share your location and maybe to share, uh, you know, kind of your media consumption or, or your, you know, what products you're interested in. So, you know, we're really not so much focused on, um, you know, kind of uh, product check-ins or, or that type of stuff. What I do want to say, though, is you just mentioned um, a super exciting a product that is one of my favorite things is Safe to Foursquare. You know, the ability, and now we have, you know, major media companies uh, in the U.S. and, and soon to come in, in uh, elsewhere uh, uh, internationally um, offering uh, a Foursquare, uh, Safe to Foursquare button, uh, you know, in on websites, on, on uh, mobile applications and so forth. And every time you have a location that might be of interest, whether it's a New York Times review of a new pizza place in the East Village or it would be um, the location for a music event uh, next week Saturday with Safe to Foursquare you basically now with the push of a button have the ability to add that location and add that event to your to your uh, Foursquare to-do list and then in the right moment and when you're near that place will then remind you like hey by the way you you read this article about this recommended restaurant you know it's right here why don't you go and check it out I feel that is, you know, I just got to say, I got to interrupt, right. like, Holger, that is an incredible, that is an incredible feature, uh, the ability to, to, uh, to bridge what I'm doing on my desktop to, to, to a location um, at a further date. Right. It's, it's pretty amazing. That, that's yeah. incredible. I'm completely with you on that. So, you know, but then again, uh, just like Explore and Radar and Lists, uh, the same thing goes for Safe to Foursquare. The user will need time to understand these products. They will need to understand... Uh, you know, why they're checking in the first place and how that kind of then drives, you know, some of these other uh, functions. And it's just going to take take some time, but um, we're pretty confident that we will tweak the product in the right way and we're going to continue educating the users so that they will understand this. And I think the numbers kind of speak for that. So what about competition? A lot of companies kind of sprouted up around this space and, and uh, you know, maybe not around competition, but uh, do you do you look at competition and uh, or are you just so focused inward on what you're doing that competition comes and goes, you pay attention, but not really? How, how, do, how do they play into you? Right. I think it would be dishonest to say that we're not looking what the competition is doing. The, the question is, like, who is the competition, right? There's mm -hmm. kind of the obvious examples of the, the kind of pure local startups, uh, you know, like a Gowala, um, you know, who's now been, uh, you know, kind of um, uh, you know, integrated into, absorbed, that was the word I was looking for, yeah. into, the, into the Facebook team. And, you know, I think uh, Josh and their team have done a great, great job, and I'm sure they're doing great things at Facebook. Um, but then you have the large players like Facebook uh, and Google, but you also have, you know, players that are kind of adjacent to us, you know, whether it's the daily deal providers, whether it's some of the mobile payment providers. So we are certainly kind of aware of what's happening in the market, but it kind of comes back to what you mentioned earlier. You know, if, uh, and I, actually it's funny um, that you just say that I, I watched a, a, an, uh, an interview with Dick Costello, uh, Costello at, uh, at uh, All Things D 
with Peter Kafka uh, earlier today, and he was saying the same thing. Like, if you try to react to what your competition is doing, you're going to be all over the highways. I think what he said. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's kind of uh, the the mantra that we have as well. You can't be overly too concerned of what you know the competition is doing. You have to kind of execute on on your own roadmap and on your own plans, and that's what we're doing. But yeah, it's certainly super interesting. Uh, and what the competition is doing, and quite frankly, uh, you know, as in in pretty much all industries, uh, there's room for 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 many players, right? And yeah, I think it's kind of exciting on, on what the the other guys are doing. And that's Holger. You know, Foursquare, for what it's worth, um, wh- what I like about this company, what I dislike about this company, um, is that uh, you know what what I like about this company is their transition that they're going through right now, which is uh, it's really cool to see because it's hard. And we talked about this in the full length interview. It's hard to move from the check-in world, which is where they start, and everybody seems to know them as, into a discovery engine, which is a very competitive landscape. And it's you know it's already taken its toll on a number of companies. So I, that's what I like is that they're not sitting still and they have a long-term vision. Um, but it's it's a, they're moving into a very competitive discovery world, and and uh, but I, I like what what they're saying. Uh, they're sticking to their to their knitting, and and when you listen to the whole interview, which I think you should, obviously, what he says that, uh, during this period is is uh, you know they don't look at their competition. They've got a very clear direction that they want to go into. It's set. It's going. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they're not easily influenced by what's going on around them. So while they while they observe and they stay in touch and they they watch out for things, uh, Foursquare has a plan. So if you didn't think so before, Foursquare has a plan. Anyway, so it was great to sit down with Holger. I uh, really yeah. appreciate him doing that. Excellent. All right, so big week in funding, big week in big news everywhere. We might as well just bring this up. We got uh, you know an IPO announcement. I don't know if you heard about it, and a couple of uh, uh, deals. We'll start with the IPO announcement just to get it over with. Um, small company uh, out of the out of uh, California, um, Facebook. Yeah, announcing that they're going public. Filing yeah. the prospectus. <clears throat> and, and what does that make uh, Zuckerberg's net worth now? Twenty-seven to thirty-five billion dollars. Right. He's like uh, you know I, when I was young, I used to get like my age a month in as an allowance. <laughs> you know, I was twelve. I get twelve bucks a month, and I thought, whoa. This guy's got like a billion dollars for every age he's every year he's lived. That's an allowance. Um, That's pretty good. We don't have to talk about this because it. I mean, it's a five billion dollar IPO. You've read about it. You know about this everywhere. Um, yeah. It values the company at something like a trillion and a half dollars. Um, yeah, well, and I think the only thing I want to say about it really is is uh, expect them to take some of that money and figure out you know what they're actually going to do in the mobile and location space. That's because exactly it. That, that that's the one area they've been. I'll say weak uh, compared to others. I think that um, that's that's really their challenge is that they haven't monetized the mobile space, and fifty percent or over fifty percent of their users are in mobile uh, are using their mobile uh, mm-hmm. device to to uh, get to to Facebook. But I just look at that as massive opportunity if done right. And I think that if one thing that we know about these guys and Mark Zuckerberg is that he has remained true to his knitting. Right, he has not. Uh, wavered on the way that he's monetized this. He's not, uh, you know, there's always been a, a privacy issue, it seems, with Facebook, but he has right. not turned on revenue too soon. But now I wonder with the pressure uh, of, about being a public company with all these shareholders if he's not going to have to kind of modify the way he does it. So lots to see. We're going to be talking about this, I'm sure, going forward. But the IPO, I mean, it's like the worst kept secret in the world. So yeah. let's just move on. <clears throat> Facebook, IPO. Valued at one and a half trillion dollars, and you and I in Canada can't participate. 
And no. probably you and I and the, and 99.9999999% of uh, North America can't participate. So, really, I'm going to say, who gives a shit? We're not going public. <laughs> we'll right. let you know about that, though. Let's, let's see if it goes the group on route, though. Yeah, we'll exactly. find out. I don't think this. I think this is a, a company of the ages, and uh, yeah, no, it's here to stay. Yeah. All right, um, and I think it just opens up the uh, coffers for uh, for competition, right? Um, because they had to disclose everything, their weaknesses, and and they have acknowledged that mobile is one of their weaknesses. And we, <clears throat> we're available to help them out. We are. Second story. Uh, Greg Grunberg, who I interviewed a long time ago on Untether.tv about his new company at the time, Yowza, at getyowza.com, actually landed a million five in, in, uh, in funding. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Yowza has a great little story. I mean, you know, as you say, Greg, Greg Grunberg, um, you know, people might know him better as Matt Parkman from Heroes, um, <clears throat> you know, TV guy. Uh, you know, um, so built this company in, uh, I guess, 2009, so it's been a few years now. Uh, iOS, Android app uh, company, uh, coupons, discounts, location base, um, you know, and, uh, you know, little little fuel for the uh, for the tank here, $1.5 million. Um, <clears throat> obviously, we've talked a lot about these kinds of services. Um, I don't think there's anything specifically unique about his platform, per se. But there's a lot of big brands because, you know, there's a celebrity attached with it that can help market and promote this thing. So McDonald's, Crocs, you know, yeah. a bunch of people have been using this. And and I think what's, what is unique about it is is the business model is a little bit different in that a brand basically plays, pays a flat fee to use the use the platform. Um, so uh, I think it's like 89 bucks a month or something I saw in, in one of the uh, pieces I read a while ago. So... Interesting. So, you know, good for them, $1.5 million. Um, so Matt doesn't just have to keep putting his own money into it. Um, <clears throat> That's exactly it. What attracted me to, to uh, this when I saw this story was uh, way back in the day was uh, I didn't know I didn't know really Greg Grunberg was involved. I didn't know him by name. And um, they had signed up 30,000 merchants in, in, you know, a couple of days. And I thought, how in the hell does, do people do that? Obviously, I sat down with Greg Grunberg. It was a really great thing because I didn't expect him to show there's a, it's a, you know, one of the most popular episodes on Untethered.tv. And um, my first saying to him was, uh, listen, off camera, and actually, uh, you know, I uh, saved the blooper reel, was um, you're about to go and, f when this is done, you're about to go and fire your publicist because, uh, you know, what are you doing talking to me at this point? You're my, like, ninth interview ever and on Untethered.tv. Yeah. And a uh, gracious guy, uh, he participates in every one of the surveys that I send out. Uh, we're back and forth on some of the stuff they do. So, um, he, it, that's what this mobile industry and the the internet era does. It, right. it allows you to reach out to it. So I root for for Yowza. Um, no, me too. I mean, I love I love seeing initiatives like this, and I love you know when celebrities you know basically step up and and they aren't just doing you know uh, you know the stuff that we see them doing in the sort of the general public eye. Yeah. You know, and they're actually you know putting money into you know you know doing you know great technology initiatives like this so so this this is awesome i, I think so yowza uh raises 1.5 good on them good on them <clears throat> last piece of uh funding news uh card spring closes 10 million dollars now this is interesting because this is also a very competitive space but uh talk about what card spring does um so th this is i love this kind of technology Seamless. yeah no this this is huge and, and we talked at the beginning of the year we said one of the big things this year is going to be about payments and 
uh, and uh, you know there's a lot of players in this space as you alluded to so this what this is is this is a group of former Netscape engineers remember that old company Netscape yeah uh, basically creating a platform that is about you know sort of marrying what what's happening in terms of mobile and web uh, offers and tracking the redemption you know closing the redemption loop uh, on the payment side so they basically built a uh, an application platform um, that uh, with with a set of APIs that uh, allows you to integrate directly to credit cards or other payment services um, <clears throat> and uh, you know has this bridge between the sort of the what are currently disparate networks on in terms of you know the what's happening on the mobile side and what's happening on the payment side so they're trying to be that glue or that bridge between it um, you know so if you're in the electronic couponing space or loyalty card space or any of these kinds of things um, you know here's here's another platform that you can consider you know that uh, can help sort of you know tie those things together so this this actually um, like when it's, it's like an invisible loyalty thing right so it's yes. like the Amex deal where where it's automatically applied uh, to your credit card without without having to carry around a loyalty card right so you basically associate your um, like 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 the Foursquare Amex thing yep. but, um, you associate your uh, your credit card uh, number uh, to a uh, to a you know to this service on the other side and so then you just go through and you use your phone or use whatever payment vehicle uh, for you know transaction uh, could be a could be your card could be anything but basically all the discounts and, and deals are taken off on the other end yeah automated this makes much more <coughs> sense than than having a thousand loyalty cards uh, and managing that it, it's that it's that next layer right instead of so uh, it could check you in automatically on swipe of card it could uh, you know, send you a receipt. You know, electronically, it could do a lot of different things. So. You know, this when this becomes so pervasive, you think of going forward, this becomes so pervasive. Uh, think about the when this technology takes off, when this is integrated across the platform, right? Which is the key. You can't just have an Amex only or a Mastercard only. You have to have it all payment sources, whether it's PayPal to credit card to cash, maybe not cash, but. Um, but when it becomes just ubiquitous, when it becomes just dial tone, like we talked about before, where I, I hand them my payment, my form of payment whenever I'm buying, the moment that I get swiped, scanned, checked, done, all that, everything happens. Like I, I, get, I check in, I get the benefit, I get the discount, I get the points, I get all that. It all becomes just invisible. That's the perfect layer, right? It, but that has such an impact because it adjusts pricing, it adjusts everybody's expectation on what they're going to pay, on what, how many discounts they're going to get. And... and when you see that monumental shift, I'm telling you here, that mo that shift is going to be monumental in the way that we price MSRP, profitability, uh, loyalty. It's all going to happen, but it's all going to be in the cloud, invisible to you and I. We're just going to ex expect and assume that that's the price that we pay. It's going to be huge when this thing actually happens. It's disruptive to everybody's business. My God, that's the industry we're in. How cool is that? That's pretty darn cool. So uh, that's CardSpring raising $10 million to disrupt disrupt business. One of many companies. That's it. Facebook IPO. Man, go and look up. I mean, just type in Facebook. I don't know if you've heard of the company, but if you type in Facebook, you'll find some news about that IPO. Uh, Yowza closing $1.5 million and CardSpring uh, closing $10 million. Those two companies, disruptive companies, I just tell you. Uh, mark my words, disruptive companies, the, the concepts anyways. Maybe not those companies, but what comes from it is going to be killer. Yeah. No, I really like what CardSpring is doing. So, Very cool. Looking forward to learning more about them, and maybe we'll get them on the show shortly.
Cardsburg. You hear that? If you're listening, we want you on the show. There you um, go. Last piece, our resource of the week. This is a uh, an LBMA research paper, Silver Pop White Paper, which is the state of the social universe. That's yeah, a huge I, I, title. Actually, so, so it's actually a Silver Pop White Paper. Okay. Um, uh, to which the LBMA contributed. So let's nice. uh, let's, okay. let's um, <clears throat> so Silver Pop is is one of the the world's biggest email marketing platform companies, um, and they released this uh, this white paper called "The State of the Social Universe." Uh, and they basically talked to four uh, different marketing uh, experts. They call them. Uh, I'm not sure I'm an expert. I'm one of them. But um, the uh, so, so look, just looking at where social uh, email marketing uh, location, all of this is coming together. So it's a great little read if you if uh, if you get a chance. It's up on the LBMA site under the research uh, okay. section. Uh, you can download it there. Um, so basically, uh, they sat down with. Uh, uh, other than myself, they sat down with uh, Sarah Meany, who uh, is uh, one of the partners and senior uh, VPs over at Hanson Dodge Creative. So, great, uh, great creative agency. Um, they sat down with uh, D- uh, Doug Campbelljohn, uh, who's the CEO of FlipTop. Uh, great, uh, great little uh, mobile company. Um, obviously, myself and uh, Anne ha- Handley, uh, who everybody knows from. Uh, Marketing profs, uh, chief content officer over at marketing profs. So some great insights, I think, from some very different a- aspects of the industry um, on where social and location and email marketing and all of that comes together. So give it a read. So go to uh, the lbma.com forward slash research and you'll be able to find it there? Yep. All right. Wow. Busy. Now that I'm totally awake, uh, <laughs> we, we, I want to keep going, but we're out, we're out of stories. Yeah, no, we're not out of stories, but yeah, just, we are out of stories. Yeah, and uh, and now it's 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 just uh, just cresting the time where I start to uh, to put some drinks back. So um, this is where I get sloppy <laughs> and my my kids get embarrassed. Um, yeah, that yeah. that's it. Uh, are you in town this week, Asif? I am. Uh, I'm in Chicago for a few days, Monday, Tuesday, uh, and then in town the latter half of the week. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, this is it. Uh, you know, good episode number sixty-three. Um, we really appreciate you guys that are um, that are still sticking around and watching and listening to all these episodes. But we appreciate we appreciate you guys. But we'd appreciate it if you actually went and uh, jumped onto our sponsors' <coughs> website. Um, uh, Map Onyx has been very good to us uh, this month. We love having them on as a as a sponsor. Uh, so head to uh, head to maponyx.com/slash/location. It's forward slash location and sign up for sign up. What do you get to lose? Sign up for a three month trial of their service. Um, either API access, web access, whatever you want to do, just give it a try, give it a whirl. We really appreciate you guys supporting us through supporting them. Uh, they're very important to us. Uh, they're a great, 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 great company. We really appreciate having them on as uh, sponsors of this week in location based marketing. Yes, thank you to Maponics. All right. That's it. Episode number 63 in the bag. We'll be back next week for episode number 64. Asif, we'll see you then. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And have a great Super Bowl, everybody. Oh, yeah, that thing. I won't remember it at all. Yeah, it'll be over by the time you see this, but anyways. (laughs) That's right. Somebody won. Uh, uh, Patriots? Somebody. (laughs) All right, Madonna. Madonna won. Madonna. All right. See you next week, everybody.